Hello, and welcome to DMCs with Clarissa, where everything that goes beyond small talk is discussed. Hello, and welcome to another episode with DMCs with Clarissa. We are back, and I apologize daily for missing... Was it last week's? I think last week's episode. I was in bed with a cold, so not a cute voice, and that was the reason why. We're back this week, though, and this episode, we're talking with Immy, and we're going to be talking about mental health a little bit, so I think it's a very deep topic. Yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, before we get into it, can you just quickly introduce yourself to our listeners? Hi, my name is Imogen, and we know each other from Imperial, and it's almost been two years since we graduated, so it's quite a long time now, and I live in London. So yeah, first question. How can individuals recognize and prioritize their mental health needs in a fast-paced and demanding society? Because I think this is a a good question especially for living in London yeah for sure and I feel like the culture like the work culture as well in London definitely like corresponds with this yeah I tried to like think of some stuff when Clarissa sent me through the question and I think that I could kind of break it down in the first one that I think is really useful is and I'm not sure people can relate to this or not but I think the top one that maybe it's more of like a preventative thing and it's more about noticing whether or not and checking in with yourself whether you feel okay whatever that definition is for you just about staying still I think often for me and I think for a lot of people you can jam yourself and your calendar full of lots of stuff whether that's like social things or work things and you pile everything on and then you and then you basically you end up being a little bit burnt out but you also don't really have a sense of reality and you don't really know how you feel because you haven't stopped to like ask yourself. So I think this is like the main thing in my mind that's really important. And I know everyone's busy, so that could be like five minutes just to check in with like no distraction, or that could be like a full weekend of like fully just not feeling any guilt and trying to remove like any FOMO that you have and trying to detach. I mean, it doesn't mean you can't see your friends. I think that in those moments you you become maybe like you just surround yourself with people that know you authentically I also think that some good techniques are I mean this is a very well-known technique I I think that I personally also don't do but I think journaling is yeah, for is sure like uh, a technique that people use to de-stress yeah and I mean I just said to you earlier I wrote some things down that happened to me yesterday in mm. like a work environment and I wasn't super happy about it and I just wrote it on like notes in my phone like just before I went to bed and just writing it down like whether it's in a notebook or on your phone just getting it out there I think really helps you kind of to put like you're putting that thought or that stress from your head onto paper and that for me at least and I think for a lot of people kind of detaches you from that stress And then also what you said about talking to people. I just went, it was like a leadership workshop, basically. But I learned, like, it was a lot about, like, self, 
learning, like understanding yourself mm. more in order to understand other people more. And one technique that they said, I mean, they connected it on how you can basically reach your career goals and very much focused on that. But what they said is that every week or every two weeks, you should just go for like a five to ten minute walk mm. and kind of talk about what's on your mind, talk about what you want to reach, talk about how you're going to reach that. And I feel like that can be in any setting. Like it doesn't have to be work related. It can be social related or family related or maybe hobbies. Maybe you want to start a new hobby and that's on your mind and it's stressing you out. But just kind of having a routine in that Mm. sense to kind of let go of your stress, I think is is quite a good technique. Yeah, I think it's almost the stuff that it's very unique to everyone, but it's whatever makes you feel almost like in a meditative state as well. It's like a lot of people run or they paint or they they do these things that's almost the stuff that you enjoy in your childhood Mm -hmm. that you end up almost like referring back to because you've only like you only associate positive memories with it for me it's baking so like that's what I'll normally do and I'm really stressed and then you feel somewhat better afterwards you don't really quite understand why but it's kind of going back to old mechanisms of like healthy outlets for stress and anxiety or whatever you're going through and I think that's hard because I think a lot of the time when you're in those motions I think it's very easy to pick up very bad habits and like ways of trying to cope with it that's why I think the most important thing is to be still that's why I said it just because I think when you compound all these things together you can almost end up with a bit of an explosion and you've often suppressed whatever you're feeling as well and yeah I mean we also discussed about like talking with friends or like having people around you I think that's really important but there's also the balance between like solving yourself and talking it through with someone not being like dependent on the people around you as well and that's hard and I think it's hard as a friend as well if you see someone going through something not to be very involved if they are someone like you're really invested in it kind of has to be like a duality between the two like you have to be able to pull yourself out and like find your own coping mechanisms for things yeah for sure I mean just as people say that you can't kind of like build your happiness on a partner you also can't build your happiness or you can't make the like the de-stressed personality of yourself dependent on a friend like it's not very sustainable you know, yeah if no, you're always sure. depending on another person to kind of solve an issue for you or you're just dumping your problems onto another person like that's I feel like you need to take a step back then and try other techniques maybe because then you like need to show up for the other people around you yeah I think it has to be a balance like obviously you you vent to your friends you ask them for advice you do all these things but at the end of the day you have to like pick yourself up every day and you're the one that has to go and like face whatever you're going through and it comes from like a more internal place exactly well my next question (laughs) is how can we reduce the stigma surrounding mental health and promote open conversations about mental well-being? And just maybe to add on to this question as well, one interesting aspect that maybe you want to talk about is um, the whole gender dynamic. Because I think, I mean, this is just my perception, but I think that girls, just because we in general talk more about our feelings, we're more op- open about our mental health, while there's just as many boys that have problems with their mental health. Yeah, for sure. I think that there's always an undercurrent of stigma around mental health and that doesn't 
that hasn't gone away, even though there's obviously been more attention around it. I think it can come out in different ways in the sense that I think girls can feel a stigma in different ways to men because of changing gender dynamics in society of like what is meant to be a woman, what is meant to be a man. And that unfortunately leads both sides sometimes in like a bit of a sticky situation. I think for guys, obviously, there's the stigma that they can't be emotional and you have to kind of suppress what you're feeling and you have to be masculine, whatever your definition of that is. Often it's like for people that can't express their emotion, they don't feel able to, it can be a version of toxic masculinity, whether that's the environment they're in or just the view they have of themselves or the role they feel like they have to have in society. And I think it's hard, like it's hard to navigate that. It's hard to unteach someone how to view themselves, view their feelings, be be able to be open. And also the likelihood is that you're in that environment yourself. So it's not like everyone around you is doing the same thing. And then for girls, I think definitely need to speak about emotions more but I still feel like many people feel like there's taboos around certain topics and that goes for both genders not just like isolating them independently but yeah I think reducing the stigma is probably just speaking about it more I think the nicest thing ever is when someone does get the courage to say something or kind of like dance around a topic that maybe they want to bring up but they don't have enough courage is someone just be like oh I've been there too I had a similar situation and trying to relate to someone and trying to be able to like draw it out of them and that's kind of down to people policing their own friendship groups and family and the people around them just being able to check in and noticing like hey like I'm genuinely asking you if you're okay because you haven't spoken or you've been a bit off and I just want to make sure you're fine kind of opens the door for someone to be able to be like, yeah, actually, I'm I'm not that great. And then the conversation can go from here. I think it's down on, like, the individual to try, but then I get that it's really hard if you're not in the right circle or with the right friends or with the right people. But I also think that, yeah, we can do a better job of speaking up when we notice people that maybe they're not, they're not doing great. Another point that I want to bring up surrounding this, like, stigma is something that I've like an experience from a personal life, I'd mm. say. Because I remember when I moved to London and I started studying, a friend of mine, she told me that she's seeing a psychologist. And mm. I remember I was so taken aback. I was like, oh my God, like, is she okay? You know, because I was like 18. I never met anyone or, I mean, I'm sure I had at that point, but not knowing. You yeah, know? yeah, people keep it really harsh. Yeah, of like... Yeah, I, I at this point I had not known anyone that regularly goes speak to a psychologist. So I was like, okay. But obviously like she was a really good friend of mine, or still is, and I started to open my mind towards it. Mm. And afterwards I realized that people are becoming more open about it. So now just recently another girl she she mentioned that, yeah, like tomorrow I have an appointment with my psychologist so I can't actually stay out that late and then I'm always so curious because I feel like the fact that those people are confident in sharing it I'm always like oh but why do you go you know Mm. like I really I'm so interested in hearing their reasons why they're going and like most of the time I mean not that I know that many people that go to psychologists but every time I ask the answers are quite similar they're just like you know it's really good to talk to someone that is not your family and not your friends and you can kind of relive moments that 
you weren't maybe sure about how you were feeling in that situation and it's just nice to kind of have a reflection partner like someone who maybe also just listens because I think a lot of people don't have maybe many people that just listen to them Mm, for sure and I thought that was really eye-opening and also in myself like even without knowing it I definitely had a stigma towards it and it just made me realize like okay it's not a bad thing to have a psychologist people being more confronted about it directly is also um, a way of the stigma to be reduced within society but I think that's good and it's one of those things where like unfortunately if something does happen in your life that maybe and you don't even have to go to therapy because something happened honestly you can just go because it's life and you want a sounding board but if in your case you feel like you have a support system and you're able to kind of go in life and not and not need that kind of uh support for now but at some point you do now you know it's a tool i think that's the most important part like for mental health is understanding the tools that you have around you and like for everyone things don't work you know there's always something that maybe it just doesn't click with you some people like i said go for a run go to therapy Mm -hmm. like uh, x y and z you can have like your niche your thing your toolkit in a way that you can use But I think it's really important. Like, I go see a therapist every week. I've been going for a year now. I think it's really good. Like, it's something that I didn't think initially would be that helpful. And I think the majority of it is just having someone that's completely unbiased. Exactly. Telling you an opinion that maybe you don't always want to hear. But also helping you develop that toolkit. So if you do go through, like, a period of transition or a period where maybe you're feeling a little bit more low... You can go to someone that genuinely has like no other reason to exist in this capacity to try and make you feel better, try and make sure that you have like the right things, the right mechanisms, everything can move forward. Whereas I feel like sometimes in my case, I wouldn't be able to do that independently. And it also takes the pressure off like loved ones and family and friends. Whereas before I know maybe I could have been a bit over dependent on those things around me this kind of was like helped me be more independent with my like process of getting better mental health which I think is really important for me anyway it's been like a lot of growth yeah I think is like what you're saying basically just sum it up and again I I support this a lot it's like everyone needs to kind of find their way yeah yeah, of dealing with it because I think at the end of the day mental health's like struggling with mental health sounds in a way still quite aggressive but we all have mental health like we all have our physical health yeah and we yeah, have yeah. our mental health and we need to take care of our mental health as much as we take care of our physical health like people are so crazy about eating healthy yeah working out but then they forget about what's in your head you know and that can also affect your physical health so it's like all connected and um because it drives yeah. everything like it drives like the friendships that you have the relationships you can have your work uh, like just like your enjoyment of general life like your life quality goes up so much more I'm sure everyone can relate when you're feeling like in a good headspace so if you can do something to make sure that you know you're, you're gonna be there the, m- the majority of the time that's amazing and obviously everyone has periods where like stuff does happen and automatically you're gonna be feeling bad for a while and that's okay as well and that's kind of just going through the waves and the motions. But I think part of mental health is just being very like accepting in a way of yourself and trying to rebuild in the most positive way possible. But it's a, it's a tricky topic to tackle. 
Yeah, so I'm so glad we're discussing it today. <laughs> and following from that, I have, as always, a quote. Um, and it's by Albert Camus, who's one of my <laughs> favorite authors. And he wrote The Outsider. If you haven't read it, read it. Such a great book. And the quote is, In the middle of winter, I at last discovered that there was in me an invincible summer. And it's quite abstract. It's very abstract. But I think you you can definitely discuss it, knowing that... I think I'm abstract <laughs> enough for this quote. I think you are. I can try to dig deep. <laughs> and bring this up in therapy, if not. Exactly. This is a challenge I had to face this week. I mean, on, this is like a poetry class, okay? On, like, fast interpretation. Yeah. If I'm to think that, like, this is almost saying... In, like, your worst moments, and your worst season of life, basically, whatever's happening, those, like, really, really, like, can I swear? Yeah. Yeah, these really, like, shitty moments that you just, like, you're like, this is impossible. Like, whatever's happening to me right now, like, I can't handle it. I'm at my, like, I'm at my peak. There's, there's nothing more that, like, I can possibly do. This is my definition of, like, this winter. And then in, it's realizing that, like, it's quite cute, that the that inside of you, like, basically there's, like, this ray of sunshine, there's this light, there's something that's warm, that's within this environment. And I guess it's kind of just keeping this little bubble around you of this summer, this metaphorical summer, within all of the chaos or all of the drama that you're around and just kind of keeping that with you. That's my interpretation. I don't know if yours is different. Yeah, I mean, how I would have compared it is almost like seeing the light at the end of the tunnel yeah, yeah, yeah like regardless of what you're going through i really like that saying i'm like the I'm, light I'm, at the end of the yeah, tunnel i feel like i'm saying that a lot yeah the light at yeah, the end yeah. of the tunnel hoping to find it <laughs> yeah honestly i'm still struggling no but it's um because life is never clear and i feel like when it is you're almost like thinking about the next step like when is it not going to be clear again, you know? So there's always something mm. in your life that you want maybe to be better or to be different or to change. And I think what he's saying here is essentially that regardless of what's going on around you, as long as you're true to yourself and you believe in yourself mm. and you're content with yourself, it doesn't really matter what your surroundings look like. But this is very difficult. I feel like this is like I'm not saying it's human. Easy. This is human nature almost. This is this is why there's. I think this is a really hard interpretation because I don't know. I think everyone struggles with like an expectation they put on themselves, which is why this is very true. But I also feel like in some ways it could be seen as an impossible like point to reach unless I don't know what steps you would have to to take to get to this point. But in that sense, you'd have to give up all expectation. You'd have to, like, relinquish yourself of, I don't know, certain ideas or judgments of other people. And, and it's very hard, I think, to to be completely free of, like, these things. But 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 I I, I, I agree. It's just, it's it's so difficult. Which of is, course. Which is why, obviously, like, this is the ultimate, this is almost, like, the ultimate goal to reach. Like to create yourself like as a as a forever summer, to feel to feel like that I think is how everyone kind of wants to feel. While you sit in therapy for an hour a week, 
That's why I said that. I just want to feel like summer. That's nice. You can tell yeah. you I'm like, I'm here to feel like summer. Literally. Oh, but I think... Um, no, it's true. It's like we're on the constant kind of journey to... And I'm not saying to find ourselves, but to be happy with who we are as a person. And to, yeah, as I said, like to be content and to be confident in ourselves mm. and actually this is I don't know if this is so off topic but I watched an episode of Breaking Point which I don't is, even know what this is it's a Netflix series about um, tennis okay so good, it's, good disclosure if no one else has seen this I, I watched the golf one though oh see I haven't seen I'll that I'll sit around we can trade but it's like the drive to survive but for tennis yeah yeah I watched this for the golf okay cool and um one of the players was saying, oh, I forgot her name, but I mean, they all have coaches, right? And the coach was like saying to her, I know your physical health is great, but I need your mentally to be there. Cause it's, if it's like, it's like, uh, what are they called? Like in the army, the very uh, Marines, yeah. Marines are like the SEAL equivalent. It's crazy. The mental strength that you need to go through this sort of stuff, like high sport, like high 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 performance of yeah. this level, it's it's almost just as important. I feel like. Now the last question okay. we're going to be talking about is, um, how do you stop or how do you prevent yourself from comparing not only your own mental health but yourself as a being to other people, which is. I think a factor that can affect your mental health. Yeah, for quite sure. Strong. This is like the, the. I think it's like the baseline in some ways because I feel like this can invalidate your own feelings, and there's always going to be someone that's worse off. That's uh, that's maybe went through something extreme. That like in comparison, you dull down your own emotions, your own feelings, your own experience where you no longer feel justified to feel sad or to feel anything that you resemble as a negative thought. Where in reality, like, in my opinion, this is what I always said, is that you can only compare to your own experience. And if this is the most extreme experience that you've had, then this can be the equivalent of, like, someone who's been through even worse. Because for you, this is at the top of your threshold. Someone else's threshold might be somewhere else. But comparing that in that sense, this you're both at your peak. Therefore, like it's not fair to it's not fair to judge yourself. Like if this is how you're feeling, your feelings are factual. If you feel like shit, you feel like shit. I, I think comparing it, saying, Oh well, like Adam down the road's had a shitter year than me, or like Susie from the gym, I don't know where these names are coming from. Like, oh all this stuff happened to her, like I shouldn't even feel bad. I'm just lucky to you know, be alive. No no no, you deserve to enjoy your life as well. Like, you shouldn't have to live in misery. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I think one thing that people always said was like, yeah, but there's, like, children in Africa dying, you know? This and is such a true statement, yeah. Yeah, it's this like... This always said Yeah, like, when we were children, I feel like when we were young, this was such a statement that was made, and this... I mean, exact, it's true. It's true, but this kind of sparks what such, you were saying. But it's such an it's extreme, like, yeah. and then... It kind of makes you feel like nothing you ever go through was ever going to live up to the same lived experience as another child somewhere else. And obviously on paper, it probably won't. But you can't spend your whole life like being like this. It's not a healthy way to exist. Yeah, I agree. Because otherwise you just end up uh, 
suppressing everything and this is how the whole taboo mental health thing starts because you're told from a child or you're told from an early stage ah well there's someone worse off so you shouldn't complain and then you go your whole life thinking oh well I shouldn't complain ah maybe it wasn't that bad ah maybe it's fine ah I'm sure they didn't mean it no like there has to be like a line that you can draw because yeah there's always going to be someone worse off but also your lived experiences are just as valid as anyone else so it's hard it's a really it's a really tricky thing because I think as well it's very easy to compare yourself not just in terms of mental health but like who you are as a person as well whether that's comparing in the sense of oh like like the quote that there's wanting more uh, being satisfied being happy like what is the like when when does it stop when does that line stop when are you actually content when can you really be satisfied and I think when you compare yourself to people then in your mind and maybe like miles and miles ahead this can also be super negative as well and that could be friends social media like any of this stuff I think that it's important to try create healthy boundaries with this as well because you should be happy for the people around you that are achieving stuff but you it shouldn't be making you feel bad about yourself but yeah that's a really nice ending is it i hope so well don't feel bad no (laughs) be happy smile get your boundaries into place and don't feel bad to go see a psychiatrist i think it's great and speak about speak about your problems and if you're facing an issue somewhere as small as it might be just talk to someone about it it doesn't matter if it's your parent it doesn't matter if it's a friend it doesn't matter if it's a teacher a professor someone you've just met at a bar it really sometimes you just need someone yeah I think that's super important and that's how it starts like you have these small conversations and people start to open up and this is how you build a relationship like a relationship or a friendship with someone and I think this is the basis of like everything positive the world has because it's super important to have these sort of conversations around you and we need to support each other yes and as cringy as that sounds girl and boy do I think we do no I agree I agree really nice so I hope you guys enjoyed that episode and um, talk to you guys in the next episode bye bye (laughs) that was chaotic (laughs)